this is one of the things where I always tell people, I'm like, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Don't be afraid to take a chance because no matter what, you're going to learn something. Yeah. You're going to learn something. There's going to be a lesson in it. And you might not be able to use that lesson right away and it might hurt, but you know what? Later on down your life, I'm going to bet you that that thing comes back around and you're like, damn, that's there right. It is. I, can <laughs> I can use it now. Right. Um, and that's one of those th only things that experience can tell, can, can really give you. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. What's up, guys? The guest on this week's episode of the podcast is an incredibly inspiring real estate investor with an absolutely next-level mindset. In the first part of this two-part interview, we get a chance to chat about a variety of really influential topics, from not being afraid to take a chance, getting out of your own way, the different levels of needing to be selfish sometimes, and so much more. This interview with Gordon hits really hard, and there is a ton of very powerful advice in here. Please listen to this podcast at least twice to really grasp everything in here. Let's jump right into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 78 of the Creating Wealth podcast. Today, we get the great pleasure of chatting with Gordon Thornton. Gordon is an incredibly inspiring real estate entrepreneur and investor based out of Manchester, New Hampshire. What's going on, Gordon? How are we doing, my friend? I'm extremely, extremely excited to have you on. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm fantastic, man. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. I love how you say my name, too. It's a good one. Gordon Thornton. I like that. Strong. <laughs> you got to have the emphasis, man. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I like it. I like it. That's good. Love it. Love it. But yeah, so to kind of jump right into things, Gordon, you know, let's um, let's hear a little bit about your story, like what kind of got you into real estate. Tell us mm. your your superhero backstory. My superhero backstory, no, nothing superhero backstory about me. Um, so <laughs> I, I mean, there's a long there's, there's a long story, and then there's a smaller condensed story. I'll give you like a cliff note story, okay? Sure. Um, and then you can ask me any details if you want me to get involved in anything further than that. But um, so the, what got me involved in real estate was that in, um, so I was a, I worked in the restaurant business, right? And so back in 2002, I saw an infomercial on TV uh, one like Sunday morning or something like that, right? And it was this guy named Russ Whitney. Have you ever heard of this guy before, Russ Whitney? I don't think so. Yeah, you're too young for that guy. I <laughs> So, so since you're too young, you wouldn't know of him. But guys that are my age, like I'm in my mid forties, right? So, um, he used to travel around the U.S. He was like kind of like uh, you know, like Carlton Sheets. You heard of him? I've heard Tell of him. Heard. I have heard, heard of Carlton. Right? Okay, Jesus, <laughs> I was going to say, my God. Um, but then, <laughs> but like the uh, so like fortune builders are out there, right? You know, fortune builders. So you yep. know that. Everyone knows that. So before Fortune Builders, there was this guy named Russ Whitney that did the same thing Fortune Builders did that was like had the infomercials, went around, did like a free two-hour seminar throughout the country. Then they sold you a program from there. And mm -hmm. then, you know, you bought a program, you went to like a three-day seminar and then they sold you another program there. And then you bought another program. And then at that program, they sold you another program <laughs> there and all this stuff, right? So, um, but, so that's how I started in 2002. Um, 
I spent probably over $50,000 in education at that time, um, all on plastic, right? Because I didn't have it. I didn't have that money, right? Um, I ended up having to refinance my house and pay off the, the credit card debt and all that stuff. But that's, that's part of what it is. Um, and, but I wouldn't, I would not have, I wouldn't have changed a, a cent that I spent on it. I wouldn't change a cent of it uh, because I learned so much about real estate and all the different aspects about it. It was called like Russ, it was like Whitney University, a millionaire university, I think is what he hmm. called it. Right. And it was pretty cool. It was like all sorts of things. If you were interested in project management, uh, property management, they, they had a course for that. Wholesaling, they had a course for that. Rehabbing houses, course for that. So it was it really anything you want, multifamilies, cash flowing properties, whatever you wanted. It was, it was really good and comprehensive. Um, you know, of course, I didn't really do anything with it because at that point in time, I was 25, 26 years old, I think. Let me think exactly. So I would have been 26 years old at the time. Uh, how old are you right now? 21. Me 22. 21. Right? <laughs> okay. So I'm even older than you. Um, so 26 at the time. And I, I was working a full-time job uh, in, in the restaurant business. And I got this, that like, and I, I ended up quitting my job actually altogether. I was like, I'm going in full-time on this. This is what I want to do. Um, and then I was like, you know, how I, I, the best way for me to do this is I'm just going to get my real estate license, right? So I can sell real estate. I can be immersed in, in, in real estate all the time. And then what I can do from there is, you know, work on the investment side of things. Well, what ended up happening was that I kind of got sucked into like the real estate, like realtor world yeah. more because I was concerned with, I needed to pay my bills, right? Like I didn't make any money and I was like trying to pay my bills. And so then I, I'd close something and then I would finally have some money to catch up on some stuff. And then I would like be chasing the next thing. And I got away from really why I had started in the first place. Um, so that was very frustrating to me at the time. Uh, and then, you know, I kept my license and all that. So then I got out of it because I said, you know, listen, you know, I, was, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. I was gonna just lose my house, everything, all that stuff. So I said, I got to go get another job. Um, so I actually I ended up getting a job uh, working for UPS. I drove the big brown truck. Nice. Um, and, you know, I did that for about a year and a half. I hated it. I loathed every minute of it. Um, I'm just, I was, I'm not someone that like can do that typical I'm nine, to call five. Nine, nine to five, but like, you know, driving the big Brown truck is more like seven 30 to seven 30 type of thing. Um, but so I did that for about a year and a half and then, you know, I kind of saved up some money cause I was making, they, they made decent money doing it. Um, ended up selling my house actually in downsize. I convinced my wife, like I'm a genius, right? I convinced my wife that hey listen let's sell our house we'll downsize we'll buy this we'll buy a condo and um you know our expenses will go way down i can quit my job here and then you know i can go start my, my own business again so okay okay great let's do it so my wife god bless her believed that i could do this again um this was like 2007 i would say so 2007 I, we went and did that we sold our house went and did that and then we I actually, so this time I was like, I got my license again, because, you know, I'm glutton for punishment. And then I did, went and I got the, uh, but I started a, uh, like a handyman slash painting company this time, because I really liked that side of things more than anything, right? Yeah. Um, again, long story short, what ended up happening was the 2009 crash. 
Um, and it really wiped me out. So we had, so I had hired a, so I'd actually joined the New Hampshire RIA, which is New Hampshire Real Estate Investment Association, right? And I met some good contacts there. And I actually uh, partnered up with this guy named Kevin McCass, um, who is still actively investing um, and is more involved in like mobile homes and bigger commercial deals now. But at that time, he was still flipping single family homes and doing some multifamily stuff. And he had kind of built up, he had built up his own brokerage and all this, all this, right? So I kind of partnered up, I kind of JV'd with him or he became my mentor, really. Um, and we ended up doing some flips together and I learned a lot throughout that process. Uh, and then it just didn't end up working out. Um, the, the, the economy ended up crashing. I ended up losing everything, um, having to file bankruptcy, having to, um, you know, I lost my home in foreclosure. All that stuff happened. I had an 18 month old son. Uh, so it was, it was tough. It was tough. Uh, ended up getting uh, one of my friends took pity on us and had a duplex in Hudson, New Hampshire. And they let us uh, live in that apartment for a while so we could kind of get our feet, you know, get our, uh, you know, back up on our feet, really. Mm -hmm. um, and then I ended up like at that point in time, I just didn't know what, know what to do. And so then I ended up going and doing, uh, I actually st installed direct TV dishes at that point in time. So then I actually, the only job I could find, the economy was brutal at that time. There really wasn't any jobs at all. And I ended up going and uh, installing direct TV dishes for $10 an hour as a trainee. Um, and it was like, okay, great. I'll, I'll do this. Uh, quickly, I moved up in the ranks in that area. And they, they kind of saw that I, I was more than just an installer and that I was more of a management type of person. So they kind of moved me into the supervisor role and, and I did that and paid me a salary. And so I was able to make some decent money doing that. Um, but after a little while, I got sick of it. And then I ended up getting into project management. Uh, and so, which was really my passion and kind of has led me all, all these little things that have happened to me the whole way. It's funny when you look back at it, it all leads me to where I am today, you know? And it's like, it's so awesome because at the time when you're going through some of this stuff, it really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it really hurts. And you're like, why am I going through this? But then like, as you get older and as you, as you learn and, you know, this is one of the things where I always tell people, I'm like, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Don't be afraid to take a chance because no matter what, you're going to learn something. Yeah. You're going to learn something. There's going to be a lesson in it and you might not be able to use that lesson right away and it might hurt, but you know what? Later on down your life, I'm going to bet you that that thing comes back around and you're like, damn, that's there right. It is. I, can <laughs> I can use it now. Right. Um, and that's one of those th only things that experience can tell, can, can really give you. So it's that life experience. Um, but yeah, so like I ended up getting a job as a project manager, um, at, in a company down in Cambridge, Massachusetts and, uh, well, Middleton, Massachusetts. And most of the labs we ended up building were in, uh, you know, the, all the universities down in Cambridge, you know, Harvard, MIT, uh, Boston College down in Chestnut Hill. Uh, then there's a huge uh, pharmaceutical base, um, you know, biotech base down in the Cambridge area as well. So there's a ton of labs always being built there. Um, that really gave me a really good experience into growing and learning how to run a project and doing scopes of works, doing schedules, and really learning budgets of how to, how to run a project efficiently. Uh, but what ended up happening is my son was getting older. I was miserable leaving the house early in the morning, getting home late at night, driving down to the city, doing all that. 
And I, and I convinced my wife again, God bless my wife. I'm telling you, I convinced her again that I wanted to get back into real estate. Uh, and this was back in 2018. So I ended up getting licensed again because, you know, like I said, third time's a charm. I ended up getting licensed again. And I told her, I, and she gave me an ultimatum. She said, listen, you have 90 days. You have 90 days. If you can't make this happen in 90 days, you have, you promise me you're going to go back and get your, your, your old job. I said, Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually ended up joining up with the group, uh, which is the Chinati Realty Group out of Chelmsford, Massachusetts. I don't know if you know of them or not. Um, you might have heard of them because John John used to be there, right? Yeah, I've heard of them. <laughs> yeah. So you've heard of them. Um, and that was a great um, uh, learning ground, really. Um, you know, that it only took me, I would say, like three weeks before I had gotten my first deal through them. And so I was already like generating money, getting getting things rolling in. Uh, and they taught me a lot of good sales techniques, right? So at that time, Chinati was also affiliated with um, Cameron Real Estate, which is Ocean City Development, right? So I got to get to know uh, Tommy Caffarella fairly well through that. The guy on the commercials? What that? <laughs> The guy on the commercials? Yeah, the guy on the commercials. Yeah, the guy on the commercials. Yeah. I, I hear he's running commercials down there. I don't get him up here, but I hear he's running commercials down there. Um, yeah. And those guys, him and Bill Mandel, they own Ocean City Development and they they're you know, they're crushing it down there. They're doing all sorts of high-level things now. They've just really grown their business to a great place. Uh, so it was great for about a year. I was able to kind of learn underneath that area. And, and, and really pick up a lot of good things from, from both those organizations. Chinati Realty was more of the retail side management stuff, um, but there also was a lot of training of how to deal with um, sellers direct, uh, looking to sell their home in a distressed situation. So I was, I was trained and, and learned how to do all that at that point in time. Um, and, and then I, I, you know, I decided that, you know, that was all good, it was all good, but then I realized that, you know what, I really don't like being a real estate agent, enough's enough, okay? Yeah. Uh, and I really wanted to always be a house flipper. I really always wanted to be a house flipper. Um, and so then I really started investing in myself and doing personal development and getting out of my own way. And um, I mean, that's a whole different story of, of the development that I've gone through in the last two and a half, three years, just in my own head um, of trying to become more of a person and, and, a, and a husband and a father as well. And then I've just, since then, I've just kind of said, I'm just going all in on myself. This is what I want to do. I'm just going all in on myself. And, you know, things have just grown exponentially in the last um, really two, two and a half years to yeah. the point now where I'm able to dictate my day every single day, uh, do what I love. I, I, I don't even feel like I work anymore, right? Like if anybody asks me what I do for work, I, I, I live life. That's what I do. Um, I enjoy everything I do every single day. Um, and it's a blessing. It's a blessing. And I'm thankful for it. You know, I don't, I don't feel like I ever work anymore. So it's great. Yeah. yeah. That's insane, Gordon. There's like, there's so much you can like dig into in there, man. Like you should write a book or something, man. Like seriously. <laughs> don't worry. There's one coming. There's one coming. <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> There's a couple of different things, but you know, I won't, I don't want to overwhelm too much. I don't, I don't want to overwhelm too many people with it. So, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been great. So I can't, you know, I can't complain about anything. And now I'm actually in the position now where now we're actually helping others um, get, get over their own mindset problems. Right. I'm a huge believer in the mindset and, and, and our own self-worth like we are, we absolutely, every one of us has unlimited potential. 
We can do anything that we want to do in this world. Right. Um, and that's why I love what you're doing. Like you just said, you're 21, almost 22 when you're out here doing all this stuff. Like, dude, you got it, man. Like, that's awesome. I love that about you. Um, and you're out here just grinding, doing your thing, learning every single day, getting better and better at everything you do. So like, I, I totally appreciate what you're doing every single day as well. Um, so just keep on doing you, man. It's great. Thank you great so watching. much, Gordon. It means a yeah. lot. Yeah, there's, um, there was a conversation that, that Gordon and I had, it was a couple of weeks ago at, uh, so like Candor does a, a meetup up in Manchester, like for those who don't know. And I went up there and, um, and Gordon and I were having a conversation and there was something that, there was something that you told me that really, really stuck with me. And you said it a couple minutes ago, but I just want to, you know, bring it up again. Yeah. It's the concept of getting out of your own way, mm. man. Like that literally made me think <laughs> and, and like, like literally like, like so much is, is derived off of mindset. And like, I'm very, very slowly seeing like, you know, how significant that actually is. You know, like I was talking to somebody, I think it was like last week at like 2 a.m. We were having this conversation. It was one of those conversations you have once in a while that's like super deep and like, you know, time doesn't matter anymore. And yeah. basically we were talking about, you know, the concept of like, you can do anything, like literally you can do anything at all. Like what we were kind of talking about was, I feel like the meaning of that is going to become more significant the more that you do. So like somebody like just jumping into things for the first time or like, you know, still in that W2 mindset, you know, and like, like just very, very, very early to things. Like if you tell them, oh, you can do anything, they'll be like, oh, great. You know, like, that's cool. But then as soon as you start to actually dig into yeah. it, it starts to take on a different meaning. Like it, it starts to like age. And like, I start to see it now, like, especially having conversations with you, Gordon, like it means something completely different than like a year ago. Like, seriously, like the sky's the limit. And then like, screw that. Like we're going to the moon, you, you know, like, like yeah. there's literally nothing there. Like how much is, yeah, is well, in your mindset? Like, is it's like, like, you can't even write it on paper, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, no, it's, you can't because no one really knows, right? It's completely unlimited, right? It, it really is. It really is. And this is like the thing is that like, and like you, like you mentioned, when someone that's in a W2 job and there's nothing wrong with being in a W2 job either, yeah. like that's awesome. Like that's, there's, nothing wrong with having that stability, getting a paycheck every single week, right? Like not everybody's cut out to work in real estate and be an entrepreneur. Like it's just not cut out. Not everyone's cut out for it. And that's totally fine. Right. Um, I think that everybody is cut out for it, but they stop themselves short of actually going after it. Right. So like it's, and some people just don't want to, they want to play in this other area and that's totally fine and i absolutely accept that and i love that because you know what it takes all kinds to make the world go round right yeah. it takes all kinds right um but like the whole thing of you know the w2 and, and like saying like hey you can accomplish anything and you can do this and you can do that it's just this whole thing of where you don't know what you can accomplish until you actually have like taken that step and and seen a little bit of success and maybe even felt a little bit of failure because there's so much failure right like it's it's just like everybody thinks like it's all this like linear line right and it's like not even close it's like this whole thing where you go up and you crash down right and then you come up a little bit more and then you might go down and then up again and like it's this whole jagged graph like there's nothing that goes like this um and that's the thing about this world that we're living in this entrepreneurial real estate world is that like you got to get tough because you're yeah. going to get your ass kicked. You're going to get your ass kicked six, 
stuff's going to, you think everything's going great and everything's going wonderful. And then all of a sudden, like, boom, something happens. You're like, what the hell? What mm-hmm. is this all about? Right? And like, what, why, and, and in my opinion, and why you're, why you're developing faster now is because now you've proven, you have a proof of concept in front of yourself. Like you bought your first investment property that you're living in, right? You're house hacking now, right? So you're like, holy crap, this is real. I can do this. Right. So now you have that proof of concepts and you're like, where's the next one? Where's the next one? When am I going to do this? What, what am I, what's going to happen next? Right. So it's like that proof of concept stuff starts happening and then you start building momentum. Yeah. And then like, you got to hold on to that momentum so much though, because like, once you build that momentum, it's so easy to take your foot off the gas and just be like, yeah, you know, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Right. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, it doesn't work that way because you need to keep that momentum going because it can, you can lose it so fast and they can t- it can be all taken away. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I love to relax and not have to work too. Um, but, you know, and it's, we all have to take breaks and relax and recharge our batteries and do all that. But, you know, we have to make sure that we're staying on top of ourselves and keeping ourselves disciplined as well to make sure that we're still doing the activities that, that, made, that put us in the position that we're in and not forget. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the great. um, I, I totally agree with you. I'm like, I'm starting to see it, especially you know, on like a whole nother level. Like since I bought this house, because I mean, like I, I've told the story a good amount before, but like I've been kicked around a couple times, and like I literally realized in that moment, like with all my oil stuff going wrong, and like you know, thousands of dollars I spent that was totally unexpected. I'm like, you don't have a choice. Like you have to get this taken care of, and like. Literally, like in the moment, man, like I became another person. I'm yeah. like, you're literally signing up. You know, there can be absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous benefits for to take care of your family and generations and like, you know, all the stuff that everybody talks about. But it mm-hmm. sure as hell isn't going to be easy to get there. Mm-hmm. But it is possible. No. And we've seen it. It's been done for hundreds and hundreds of years, man. You know, like if you can make it through it up here, like, yeah, you're good. You know, Absolutely. and like, it's, it's just something that I learned right off the bat. I'm like, wow, like, yeah, this isn't going to be easy. But, you know, if you have the mindset of, you know, like, when you buy a property or something, you are buying, you know, a, a potential like huge change to to a lot of people, you know, in a really positive way. But in a way, you're also taking on problems as well that come with that. And it is what it is, you know, it's part of the journey and, and learning and everything. But when something goes wrong, like you just got to fix it and then, you know, like be able to kind of take a step back and and rationalize and and be able to start to learn those lessons from some of those things that happen. And then who knows, like, yeah, you know, like that sucks that, you know, I had to spend a decent amount of money right off the bat. But the amount of lessons that I learned from that, man, absolutely incredible. I'm like, yeah, you'll carry that lesson. The next one, the next property you buy, now you're like, all right, I gotta look out for this because I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to this before, right? And then you exactly. just, and, it, and again, you know, and, that, and now you just learn as you go, and it, it's it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. And I, you know, I I wish, so like I I wish that I had gotten out of my own way so long ago, like right, like I had these, I had major self worth issues where I didn't think I was worthy of having the life that I wanted to have, like that was my problem, um, and so. And I, and I still struggle with it. I still struggle with it. I, I still have to, every day, I have a routine that I go through every morning, man, where I like have to like really get my mind set. I don't wake up just being like, woohoo, let's go. We're going to make this happen today. This is awesome. You know, like yeah. I, go, I go through a three and a half hour routine every single morning to make sure that my I'm getting myself ready to go. 
you know? Um, so it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm up at five o'clock every morning and I'm, I'm, I'm spending time with my family because I know that my family loves me. And I know that if I'm loved by my family, that's really all I need. The rest of it doesn't matter. Right. Like the rest of it doesn't matter. So like, if I'm, if I'm, I'm connecting with my wife and my son every single morning. Right. And then like, I go out in the woods and I take a walk with my dog every single morning. I'm reading something new every single morning. Right. I'm doing a meditation either while I'm walking or I come home and do one. I do some journaling and some writing down. Like I, I have to do this stuff and I used to not do any of that stuff. And now I see how important it is for me to do that. Um, and it's just and like, you have to do it intentionally too. Like it's, you have to be present while you're doing this and like be intentional about it. Um, but it's just, it, it really, really helps me. And it powers, it puts me in a position of power, you know, by, by the morning time. Right. And I always, and one of my mentors told me, they were like, you know, think about it this way. If you do this in the morning that, you know, you walk into a meeting at nine o'clock in the morning, you've already done this, 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 and this, right. You've already, you know, you've already sweated. You've already, you know, connected with your family. You've already read you and something learned something new. You've already, you know, spiritually, you know, connected with the creator and you've already done this, right? Like you walk into a meeting at nine o'clock, you've already accomplished all that stuff. And while there's other people that are walking into that meeting at nine o'clock screaming in, they get a donut and a cup of coffee and they just woke up 45 minutes ago. Yeah. Right. Like who do you think has the power in that conversation? Oh, right? totally. Like, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, who do you think is actually here to like be, be, be is on point and ready to go? Yeah. Um, so when, when my mentor said that to me, it's like, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, and then when, once since I've implemented that in my life, it's just completely helped me and changed me in every way. I love that so much, man. It's, it's funny you say that too, because so I, um, every morning I, uh, I do like a little bit of journaling, like kind of write down, you know, something that, or like, you know, what my main, like one thing is quote unquote that I want to accomplish and the vision and like, you know, writing down like the steps for the day and everything. And like, I feel like that's something that isn't really talked about. And like, this is something that this is actually like the first kind of conversation I've had about this. Cause (laughs) to be honest with you, I thought it was just me, man. Like when you wake up, like I have to get my mind right too, you know, and it takes a little bit of time to get into things and be thinking the right way. I thought everybody else just kind of like woke up and like, you know, looked at their vision board or whatever. and was like, all right, let's pound the pavement. Let's go. And it's, it's funny you say that, man. I thought it was just me. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I love this stuff so much. I'm like, why is my head not in the right place? I'm like, like, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) You know, but no, it's, it's funny you say that, man, you know, because like there might be other people out there that are thinking the same thing, you know, like I want all these really big things and taking action on things and, you know, but like, I don't wake up the right way, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I love that so much, man, you know, and like to do all this stuff in the morning and like, you know, build up the momentum and everything. And mm-hmm. it's definitely something that, that I'm very new to, you know, and, and trying to build on over time and everything. And yeah, yeah I, I definitely see the power in it though, you know, of yeah. like building the momentum for the day and like, you know, just kind of setting your mind in the right place and, um, you know, already starting to, to kind of start the day off on the right foot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to do it. I have to do it. Like, I don't, I don't like to take any meetings before, like now, now I'm like, I'm I'm dialed in. Like, I'm not, I'm not taking any meetings before 10 AM. Like I don't do it anymore. Like if, and you know, sometimes I'm I'm forced to do something before 10 AM. I'm just like, Oh, I don't want to do this. This is going to ruin my morning routine and it's going to, and it's going to kill me and I'm not going to be in the spot that I want to be. Right. And that's like, 
I'm being selfish at that point. Right. And that's okay. Like so the word selfish, people give it a bad rep. They really do. Now there's, there's different levels of being selfish. Right. But like, we need to be selfish to take care of ourselves. Right. Because like, how are we supposed to take care of others if we don't take care of ourselves? You're right. Like, we got to get our stuff straight. If we're straight, then we can help many more people. If we're like a maniac mess and we really don't know anything and all we're doing is reacting, then yeah. we're not really helping anybody out. Right. Like yeah. we're, I'm a problem solver. That's what I do. I solve problems for people. That's all I do. That's my job. Um, and so like, if I'm trying to solve problems and how I'm trying to help people out, I need to make sure that I have my stuff in order to do that. Right. It just makes perfect sense. So people are like, Oh, well, you know, I can't, you know, not everybody has time to do this. They don't have time to do that. And like, you're right. No one, not everybody. Well, they're wrong first off, actually, because when I started doing this, it was still when I had my full-time W2 job. Yeah. I just said, I'm going to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I'm going to make sure I do this. Right. And I started it off where it was just like I did. So this, this thing that I do is called the core four, right? It's body balance, being in business. Right. So that's all it is the four B's. Okay. So it's like body is you got to sweat. Um, business body be, being is, you know, for, for me, it's like a meditation slash journaling type of thing, you yeah. know, um, balance is relational relationships. For me, it's like my wife and my, my son. And, and, you know, it can be, it could be whoever it's, it's, it could be your parents. It could be an aunt and uncle, whatever your situation is. I don't know what, you know what I mean? Or, and then businesses, you just want to learn something, one new thing every single day. That's it. And you have to share it with somebody. Right. So it's like, those are the four key things that you have to do. And when you first start doing it, it can be very overwhelming. People are like, you know, for me, it takes a long time now, but that's because I've just built up on it. Yeah. But like I first started off at doing it at four o'clock in the morning and I broke it into 15 minute increments. That's it. So it took me an hour. That's all it was. Right. So it was like, okay, body was, I just got up. I threw my running shoes on and I ran in my neighborhood for 10 minutes. Okay. I run about a 10 minute mile. I'm really freaking slow. That's it. <laughs> 10 minute mile. <laughs> you know, that's it. But I got, but I got a, but I got a sweat in. So I got home, I got a sweat in. Right. Um, and then, you know, my meditation at first and my meditation journaling, like I couldn't, I couldn't meditate, like sitting there and like being a Buddha and Aum and all this stuff. Like that's, yeah. that's like, was just not normal. That that's, you know, it's, it's like, it just wasn't right for me to do that. Right. And that meditation is there's so many different versions of meditation that it's ridiculous anyways, but that's what people first think of when they think of meditation. <laughs> so, you know, I would do that for five minutes and then I would journal and it would be hard to shut my brain off and I would be going scattering all around. You know, and then and then after that, uh, quick little things. I used to write little sticky notes for my son and my wife every single day, just things of gratitude. You know, and I would leave them around the house, or I would text my wife, or I'd send her a voice text, um, just just letting her know I loved her and the appreciation. I would do the same thing for my son. And then business was I would just read something until I learned. You know, as a self improvement book, a business book, whatever I was trying to learn, wherever it was, and then I would share it. Yeah. with somebody that was around me or maybe do a Facebook post or something like that. Social media post, you know, and I could do all that in an hour. So, and this is what I did before I went and hopped in my car and drove down to Cambridge, Massachusetts. Right. And so you can do it all. It's just whether or not you actually want to do it. Yeah. And whether or not you're going to commit to yourself to actually go after what you want, you know? And then, so now, yes, I have a very much longer process and it's a much longer pro, pro you know, but Honestly, I've earned it. I've put in the time to get to where I am. 100%. You 
you know, and I'm grateful for it. Like I, you know, I'm grateful that I'm able to do it, but I'm also like, yeah. You did put <laughs> the work it. in. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. You know? So yeah. I love that it's so great. much, man. Especially yeah. even like to tap into like gratitude as well. You know, that's mm. something I'm still trying to figure out. And like, I know how like significant it is, but I think it's interesting as like investors and entrepreneurs of like, you know, taking a step back and kind of realizing, you know, like everything that you're thankful for and like everything that's gone on in the past to put you in the spot where you are now, because, you know, I feel like a lot of us are so just like forward thinking, like, all right, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Mm -hmm. I definitely find myself kind of getting stuck in that mentality, you know, and like, you know, if you think too far ahead, then you're like, crap, you know, (laughs) like it's definitely still trying to figure it out of like how to step back and be like, all right, like, I'm so thankful for like, everything that's going on and like everything that's been built and all these conversations and this, that, the other, and like, you know, just kind of like resetting in a way, you know, I'm kind of figuring it out after of like, all right, you know, like what's that first thing for the day? You know, I, I, I see like how, how powerful like gratitude really is, you know, and, and just, just being thankful. Yeah. You know, it's a great, great uh, thing to do is, and I, and I try to do this every quarter. So we're coming up to the end of the first quarter for the year. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I'll end up doing is I'll kind of start, I don't set goals anymore. I don't call them goals. I, I, I just don't do it. I call them intentions. Like these are my intentions, things happen throughout it. But I've also found that like, I have to be very careful of what I um, say and what I do now, because I've, I've become this person that can create stuff with my words. Yeah. And that like, once I start speaking it, it, it starts happening. So like, I have to really be careful sometimes. <laughs> Uh, I know that sounds weird, but like, it really does. It's very strange. Um, but it's like, so I, I set intentions and then I just really spend time thinking about these intentions and I, and I, and I, and they they will happen that they will absolutely happen in magical ways. And they usually don't happen the way that I think they're going to happen, but they just happen like in these great ways. Um, but what I always want to do also is I write myself a gratitude letter about myself. So write yourself a gratitude letter, say what you're grateful for about you and it's so powerful because we forget about loving ourselves and we forget about being grateful for what we do and what we're able to do every single day right and then it just turns into this whole other thing and it just starts turning into this way and you start looking around and you're like wow i'm grateful for this person in my life i'm so grateful for that in my life you know and it's just like it turns into this beautiful thing and it's yeah. just it's great and we forget, like you, you mentioned it, right? We're always forward thinking. Sometimes you got to look back and see how far we've come. And then be kind of like, okay, you know, like even now, like sometimes I stress out about stuff and I'm like, I'll catch myself, I'll stop, I'll breathe. And I'll be like, if three years ago, I told myself I had this problem, would I want this problem? And I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I right? do. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I feel like, yeah. I want, you know, and so I created this problem because I wanted this. I, I made, I, I said, I wanted this problem. Like the, everything we have, we, we create everything in our life. It's hard. It's that, you know, it's, it's taking full responsibility for everything in your life. And once you take full responsibility for everything in your life, even the stuff that sucks that you don't think is your fault. And you're like, yeah, no, I did. That is me. I did that. Yep. It's pretty cool. I love that so much, man. Like even to, to stem back on one of your earlier points of like looking back on like, you know, different parts of your life and seeing like, you know, oh, like I might've suffered when I was at that job for a little bit, like absolutely hated it. 
And like in the moment, like you had no idea how much that was going to make a positive impact on you, like a year or two, like five years from then. And then just basically backtracking and like reverse engineering where you are now from where you mm -hmm. came from and just kind of picking it up like, oh, you know, if I didn't do that year and a half at, at UPS, like, you know, like these are the things that I learned from that. And, you know, it just like how your character was formed, I guess you could say on, you know, like where you are right now. And, and it's interesting, man, because like, like as miserable as you might have been back then, like some of the lessons that you learned from that, like really yeah. shaped you, you know, yeah. I, like I, I kind of see that um, there have been a, a couple of jobs that I haven't been the happiest at in the, the past few years <laughs> and, and, yeah. and trying out community college and hated that. But yeah, if I didn't do that kind of stuff, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in right now. Right. You know, and like, like totally like money aside, like, like personal growth, you know, like if I didn't deal with the BS at that job, like I wouldn't have known how to handle the situation here. And like, you know, I, I wouldn't have figured out that like, oh, like I tried community college, absolutely hated it. Why did I hate it? You know, and like, like you can just like, it's things that you just pick up, you know, and, and I don't know, I, I feel like some like self-awareness and stepping back once in a while is like mm -hmm. so, so important to, to moving forward. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I, I, I used to really think that I wasn't, you know, it's the, it's the self-worth thing again, right? Like I, I, I used to feel like I was stupid or I wasn't, I was a terrible student. Like I was an awful student. I barely graduated high school. Um, I tried community college a couple of times, failed both times. I just, I'm just not a good student. It just wasn't my thing. It wasn't my thing. Um, you know, and I used to really feel bad about that with me. And I used to think that I was like this terrible person and why, you know, just like a loser of some sort. Right. And now I look at it and I'm like, no, that's, I, I'm glad I didn't, you know, and it's so funny because now I don't even know if you can see it, but now I have this saying that's right behind me. that says, never went to college. I did see that, man. <laughs> so, now, so, I love that. so now I wear it like a, with a badge. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I don't yep. care. I don't care what you guys think about it. I never went and I'm glad I didn't go. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was, it's very interesting. Um, but yeah, like you said, man, every, every little lesson that we go along the way, it's just, it's, we, you learn, you are learning something every single day and it's, you never fail. It's just a lesson to whether or not you actually learn that lesson. And if you don't learn that lesson that you're supposed to learn, it's going to come back around. Yeah. It's going to keep showing up in your life until you learn the lesson you're supposed to learn. hundred percent. That's definitely something that happens. As well. All right, guys, that concludes our creating wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.